Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Hey there, welcome back. Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday break. I don't know if you got a break, but I took a break from the podcast. My whole team really got to enjoy their holidays. I didn't officially take vacation over the past two weeks, but I was not as active. I basically put my autoresponder on saying, Hey, it may take me a while to get back to you, but I'll get back to you. So the holidays were great. Like I love the holidays because it's just, you know, spending time with your family, getting to enjoy down in Houston. We actually had some chilly weather. I mean, definitely not anything below 40, but we had some forties, some fifties. It was nice. It was nice. But yeah, I hope you guys are ready for the new year. I hope you have done all your business planning and we are going to be doing essentially a series over the next five weeks of really diving deep into the legal success framework. So if you don't remember, our legal success framework is setup, which is number one. Then we go to foundations. Then you have your growth period, your enforcement period, and then your review period, and then do it all again. And I say do it all again, because it's legal success is never ending. It's not an end point. It's a journey. So today we're going to be talking about the setup of your business to make sure everything is properly set up. Next week, we're going to be talking about foundations, which is your contracts and your payments. And I'm very excited for next week's interview because we are interviewing Jonathan McAleese, who is part owner of Fortis Payments. Basically, they run the payment system for the law firm. So if you have worked with us, then you have gone through their system. And they're they're great. They're very, very transparent about everything. They have top-notch customer service. So I'm really excited for you to hear that interview with Jonathan next week when we talk about foundations. But for this week, we are talking about your entity and your tax structure, which are two different things. Most people are not aware that they are two different things. Now, your entity, which is how you legally have your business structure. So normally you'll file paperwork with your secretary of state's office. Now, if you've never done that, then you are most likely a sole proprietor. Now, if you are conducting business with more than one person, so you have a partner, you're not a sole proprietor, you are a partnership. And if you're a partnership, then actually filing something with the state is more important because taxes can get very complicated if you have a partnership and you're not set up correctly. Okay. So let's go through the most important and most popular entities. So number one, you have your sole proprietorship. That's essentially what everybody starts out as unless they file their paperwork with the state. And as a sole proprietor, you really have no protection. So what that means is if you get sued personally or in your business, then the other is up for grabs. So let's say you're in a car accident and you cause the car accident and the other party sues you. Well, guess what? If you don't have that money to pay them personally, 
they can come after your business assets because they're one and the same. So your business could absolutely be killing it. And guess what? You may have to go bankrupt because the two are not separate. Whereas if you did have an entity structure set up, then the two could be separate and they couldn't go after your business assets. And the same goes for if you get sued, if you do something wrong in your business, even unintentionally, people get sued all the time for doing things unintentionally, but still breaking rules that causes them to get sued. So when you do something in your business that causes your business to get sued, if you're a sole proprietor, they can still come after your personal assets. So that means your house, your car, anything that you own personally, they can come after if you are a sole proprietor. So for this reason, you want to make sure that you get the two separate. You do not want to be one and the same as your business. And it doesn't matter whether you're making money or not. So if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, if you've been following me on social media or anything, then you should know that the number one entity that I suggest is an LLC. This is a limited liability company. And I'm sure all of you have heard of an LLC before. And the main purpose of this is to keep those two things separate you as an individual and your business. Because even if you're the only owner, then it may, it may not make sense as to, Hey, like I'm one and the same. I am my business, but you want to keep the two separate because if you get sued personally, you don't want them to be able to come after your business assets. And if you get sued in your business, you don't want them to be able to come after your personal assets. Now, if you rent a business space, a commercial space, then you may not know this, but they're going to require a personal guarantee. Landlords, they're not cool with the LLC thing. I mean, they are, but they also want a personal guarantee because they know how easy it is for somebody to just sign a lease for commercial space. And then they can just leave the lease because they're like, oh, it's just my LLC. I'll just you know close the LLC. It's a relatively simple process. Because of that, landlords do require a personal guarantee. So even though they, you know, the landlord says, yeah, like this lease can be in the name of the LLC. However, we still want at least one person to be personally responsible for this lease, which means if the LLC does not pay, they can go after the assets of whoever signs that personal guarantee. So the LLC doesn't absolve you of everything because there are times when, whether you're getting a loan or you're signing a lease, they will ask for a personal guarantee. But let's say you post a photo on Instagram, it goes viral, you make, you know, $100,000 from it. And that photographer wants to sue you for copyright infringement. Well, guess what? They, if you're an LLC, they can only sue your business and come after your business assets. So it still protects you from a lot of liability, but again, it doesn't protect you from everything. So I always suggest being an LLC as soon as possible. And I I know you're thinking, well, what if I'm not even making money? What if I just have an idea for a business? What if I haven't even launched my business? What, what if, what if, what if, (laughs) if you are thinking about starting a business, you may not necessarily need to file as an LLC because you don't have concrete plans. However, the moment, you know, yes, I'm starting this business and this is me getting ready to launch. Then you want to file the LLC even before you launch your business, before you start selling. And this is because when you're getting ready to launch your business, all the work prior to launching, you're entering into contracts. You're probably building buzz 
on social media, you're doing all these things that could still get you sued. So once you start getting ready to launch your business, that's when you need to file the LLC. It doesn't matter if you haven't made a dime. None of that matters. You need to be an LLC as soon as possible. As soon as you have those concrete plans that yes, I am going into business. I am starting this business. That is LLCs. As an LLC, I mean, you can have more than one owner. So same for partners. If you are a sole proprietor, but you have a partner, then you're a partnership. However, you will still want to file the LLC, have that partner own that LLC with you. LLCs really are the best bang for your buck when it comes to small businesses. The other big entity is a C Corp, which is a corporation. And the only time I even tell people to consider it is if you're a true startup getting funding and essentially there's going to be investors. If you know you're going to be bootstrapping and you're not going to be looking for outside funding, then you don't even want to consider a corporation, just go straight to the LLC. And even if you are going to be raising money, you're you are a true startup, you may not necessarily want to be a corporation. That is definitely on a case by case basis. And I'm not going to say like, this is when you should be a corporation. Like I can't even give a general answer for that. So definitely talk to an attorney. If you're thinking about filing as a corporation, some of you may be thinking, okay, well, what about an S corp? I'm about to get there. But for a C corp, your main concern really is only when you have investors. If you don't have investors, don't even consider a corporation. If you're thinking about having investors, just talk to an attorney. Okay. So now I'm sure you're thinking, okay, okay. What about an S corp? Well, contrary to popular belief, an S corp is actually not an entity. It is not a business entity. So I know some of you are like, oh, well, should I be an LLC or an S corp? That's actually the wrong question to be asking because in order to be an S corp, you have to first be an LLC or a C corp. Now an S corp is just your tax filing status. It's how you choose to be taxed as a business owner. So when you're a sole proprietor or you're an LLC without making the S corp election, you're filing a schedule C on your taxes. This is fine if you're not making much money. However, and this is and this is one of those things like, hey, you're going to have to talk to your CPA to figure out when it, when is the best time to file as an S-Corp. But once you are making enough money, you want to make sure that you do make that S-Corp election. Again, you have to first be an LLC. Now, if you file as an LLC and you're going to make $20,000 in 2021, it's not worth it to file as an S corp because when you have the S corp, there is more fees involved as far as like paying your accountant to do it, your CPA, whatever. There's more fees there because there's, there's more paperwork to do. If you're making fifty, sixty thousand $60,000, that's definitely a question for your accountant because you'll have to look at expenses, figure out, okay, how much am I really going to be profiting and what goes on there in order to become an S corp, you as the owner have to pay yourself a quote unquote reasonable salary. What's reasonable? I don't know. It's different for everybody. It depends on what type of business, how active you are in the business, how, like how many employees you have. It depends on a million different things. So I cannot answer that here. And it varies every single year. So maybe this is your first year 
and you have no idea how much you're going to make. Let's say you end up making $500,000 in 2021, but you only paid yourself a salary of $60,000. Well, guess what? The IRS, like as long as you can prove to the IRS, like, hey, this was my first full year. I didn't know how much I was going to make. Like that's, that's okay. Like you can prove how that was reasonable. But if you are in year 10 and you're making a million dollars every single year and you've only paid yourself a salary of $60,000 every single year, guess what? That is not reasonable. So again, that's definitely a question for your CPA to determine what is an actual reasonable salary for you in your current position. What does it mean when you're an S-corp? And hopefully if you're a business owner, you've heard this term before and you've heard that it can save you money, but you're not quite sure how. And that's what I'm going to explain. So when you decide to file as an S-corp, you're telling the IRS, hey, I no longer want to file a Schedule C on my taxes. I want to be taxed as a corporation. Basically, it's a certain tax structure, which means, number one, you do have to pay yourself that reasonable salary. However, anything on top of that, so any profit on top of your salary and all your other expenses, it can be distributed to you as an owner's draw. And how that makes a difference is whenever we're self-employed, we're paying more taxes than anybody. We're getting double taxed on our salary. But when you make that owner's draw, you're saving self-employment taxes. You still have to pay your regular income taxes, but when you make that owner's draw, you're saving about 15% in self-employment taxes. I can personally attest to this, like this has saved us thousands and thousands of dollars and pretty much for any business owner, it should be saving you thousands and thousands of dollars. So basically once you're making enough money to where you can pay yourself a a reasonable salary and you'll still have profit on top, that's when you want to make the S corp election. But you want to have that conversation with your CPA to figure out, okay, When do I need to make this election? What is my reasonable salary? And again, it'll vary every single year. So always have that conversation. Just keep the conversation going and always be looking for tax breaks because we all love a good tax break. We want to keep our money when we can. (laughs) So make sure you have a CPA that will help you with those deductions and those tax breaks. So to round up today, number one, entity. I suggest being an LLC as soon as possible, which means you're no longer a sole proprietor. You have to file paperwork with your state. When you file that LLC, or even before, you may want to have a conversation with the CPA and say, hey, I think I'm going to make this much money this year. And you know, even if you get it wrong one year, it's not the end of the world. So if you're launching your business this year and you're like, I don't know what I should do, just file the LLC and worry about the S corp election later. Just get that LLC done because that's, what's going to save you in the long run, the most when it comes to liability. So get your LLC done as soon as possible. And we have a special offer. Of course, if you email me, Andrea at andreasager.com, mention this podcast episode, let me know like, Hey, I need to get this LLC done. I heard it on the podcast. I'd love to take advantage of the special offer. It's for the month of January only. So email me, say, Hey, I want to get started on the LLC. Let me know what the special offer is. And I will email you back and I will let you know, and we can get started. So don't forget your entity. So LLC. And then of course, have that conversation with your CPA and determine, should I be an S corp? Can I be saving on taxes? And if you have a CPA who's not familiar with the S-Corp, if they're not familiar with working with entrepreneurs, 
find a new CPA. Seriously, find a new CPA if yours does not work with entrepreneurs because there's so many more tax breaks available to us. You have to have somebody in your corner that's willing to find all that stuff for you. Seriously, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. (laughs) All right, you guys, that concludes today's episode. I hope you guys found this very, very helpful. Again, that is the first leg in our legal success framework, which is the setup. You got to set up your entity and figure out what your tax structure should be. Once you have those things done, then congrats. You have completed step one of the legal success framework. Next week, we're going to be talking about the foundations of your business, which are the contracts and how you collect payments. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And again, I'm super excited for next week's interview with Jonathan Macleys with Fortis. Oh, I I love Fortis. And I know you guys will love Fortis, especially after hearing Jonathan. So stay tuned for next week. Make sure to screenshot this episode. Tag me on Instagram. I want to celebrate you guys. Congratulate all of you for taking the next step in your business to get legally set up. Make sure you are set up for legal success. And I hope you all have a wonderful 2021. I hope you guys seriously are ready to just kill it this year. Like I'm ready. Like I I know that we're headed for big things this year. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you guys next time. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.